Hey, Zan. Yeah, what's up? What's a fairy tale that you really like? So there's this one fairy tale that I like. I don't remember what it's called, mm -hmm. but it's about this person who has like a very dirty kitchen. And like, I think his wife goes away and then he like, or no, 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 no. Okay, they have a very... <laughs> I'm giving Zen such a confused face right now for those listening. I don't even know if it's a fairy tale. I just know it's like a story. Um, but <laughs> it's about this person who has a very messy house okay. and kitchen okay. specifically. Okay. And every night, this kangaroo looking thing what? comes in oh. and cleans the house. Oh. Until one night, uh -huh. the person's like leaves like food or something. I think they leave food or they like help the kangaroo looking thing sure. to help clean the kitchen right. and then like they go to sleep and then the next night the kangaroo looking thing hasn't come yet it doesn't come oh and so their house is really dirty oh <laughs> is that it that's it i'm probably missing so many more details but whoever if people know what this is please let me know but that's just i don't know why i just loved that story oh also i loved okay wait i can't do two i can't do two i'll do two okay the other one is about this girl who hates lima beans <gasps> yes a bad then, case of stripes yes and yes. then she turns into the a house. house and it, that book terrified the crap out of me when I was younger. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. That book gave me nightmares. Mm -mm. Honestly, I understand why, because mm -mm. it is very scary. Mm -mm. But I don't know why. I love lima beans, so mm -mm. I was always like, I'm never going to turn into a house. <laughs> <laughs> that's, such, that's such a good aspiration to have. Yes. What's your story? My story... <laughs> The fairy tale that I really like is Cinderella. Oh, so basic, but specifically the Disney version. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, I watched it a lot when I was a kid, and one of my best friends and I used to play Cinderella when we were younger. Aww. I was Prince Charming, but now I'm comfortable being whoever. Yeah, the the dance sequence just really made me happy. But another story that I really like is George's Marvelous. Nope, that's a lie. The Giraffe and the Pelly and Me. I had George's Marvelous Medicine in my head. They're both by Roald Dahl. But but the Giraffe and the Pelly and Me. It's about a boy who opens up a candy store. Ooh, fun. With animals. Ooh. Yeah. So, nice. so those are some that come to my mind. Um, and like so, so something that I think is really interesting is the way that, that fairy tales and stories have impacted mm -hmm. our, our society in so many different ways and yes. so many different mediums, like like on film, in literature, on stage. On stage. Right? You know? Yes. And like like uh, adaptions are super popular and yeah. but also like like coming up with new ideas from old properties. Like mm -hmm. Like uh, like the Wizard of Oz, for yeah, example. the Wizard of Oz. You know, you know, like there was that musical Wicked that was made, yeah, uh, that follows uh, the two uh, witches, the Wicked Witch of the East and the Wicked and Witch, Witch of, of the, the West, West, Glinda and, and Alphaba. Uh, have you seen the musical? I've seen it once. Hmm, well, I've seen it a lot of times, oh. and it seems kind of gay. I think it is. You think so? Should we talk about it today? Let's talk. About Let's roll it. the theme song and not the credits. <laughs> When you're watching a show and you get really sad Cause the characters are straight and the writing is bad The producers and creators just won't listen to us Only ask for the bare minimum, they say it's too much That's when Zane and Eliana come into play, we'll make it gay Don't worry, we'll make it gay, make it gay, make it gay Hey Hey How are you? Doing well, how are you? Fantastic, thank you for asking Yay! Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Make, Make It Gay, gay. <laughs> a 
podcast where we explore all aspects of pop culture and we put a queer and trans lens to it. I'm Zan, pronouns they, them, there. I'm Eliana, pronouns she, they, and apparently still going through puberty, which makes sense seeing as how I started hormones two years ago. There we go. Hormone replacement therapy. We love it. Not just hormones. I, I, I was not a hormonalist creature for 26 <laughs> That'd be years. interesting. So friends, at the start of every episode, Zan and I do what we call gay news, which is where we bring a piece of positive LGBTQ plus news into the pod, because there's a lot of anti-LGBTQ plus news in the media out there right now, and we want to make you smile just a little bit. You want to go first or me? You go first. Okay. So for those playing at home, Zan thinks that they know what my gay news is based off of intuition. (laughs) So we're going to test that right now. So my gay news is... Seattle Pride, is it, no, no, is that what you thought? Okay, Seattle Pride dropped Amazon as a sponsor for the city's LGBTQ plus parade. So, Amazon wanted to donate $100,000 for Seattle's Pride Parade, which is the first one happening since the pandemic. Uh Uh-huh. In exchange for calling it Seattle Pride Parade presented by Amazon. Oh, gosh. And the executive director of Seattle Pride, Crystal Marks, said, quote, Pride isn't for sale at any time of the year, but especially the month of June when our community comes together to celebrate. When someone has their name attached to the title of a full event that we haven't had for two years, it makes me, as a queer individual, think that this parade is going to be entirely about Amazon and celebrating their contribution. Mm-hmm. End quote. So, I think it's great that Amazon wanted to donate this money. However, queer washing is mm-hmm. something that is very real, and mm-hmm. queer washing is usually happen uh, queer washing usually happens during the month of june mm-hmm. when uh, companies across all places on this earth mm-hmm. change their logos to rainbow and do mm-hmm. inclusive lgbtq plus campaigns mm-hmm. yada 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 and then july 1st rolls around and it's all gone Boom, now i gone. will say i have gotten a pair of very cute rainbow sneakers from an organization that was very much queer washing and i absolutely bought into it and i am not sorry because they're cute but Companies have to do more than just that. So I think it's great that Seattle Pride rejected this as a way to say, like, you can't buy us. Mm -hmm, You can't mm -hmm. buy queer joy. Yeah. So that's my gay news. What's your gay news? And also, what's the gay news you thought I was going to (laughs) share? I thought you were just going to say that it's Aries season. (laughs) Wow. The Libra in me is offended at you. By you? Offended by you? Offended by you. I'm offended. Yeah, you're offended. All right, what's your gay news? My gay news is that after outrage over their tepid response to Florida's Don't Say Gay Bills, Disney has offered us this tiny little crumb, which is like, it's still positive, but it's still like a crumb of what they could do. Basically, they're restoring a gay kiss in the new movie Lightyear that's coming out this summer. And first of all, you didn't have to tell us that it wasn't even in it in the first place like no one would have known you could have just restored it and then not have said oh we took this out and now we're putting it back in it just seems weird and like kind of like a backhanded like it's like it's like that moment when moonlight won for best picture at the oscars uh-huh. it's kind of like la la land was like oh no moonlight won so it's like oh yay it's still a great thing but like it doesn't feel good the yeah. way it happened yeah this is what this feels like. Word. So it's still positive that we're going to get a gay kiss, specifically from one of the characters is black, which is super exciting. Word. This is an animated film, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, so also, too, it's like animated. So they have to like animate that, and then they like took it out. That's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. But at least we're getting this 
in the end of yeah. after everything that happened, yeah. um, which is exciting because little kids that can see it can be like, oh my gosh, my moms are like that. They do that on, they do that too. Or I don't know. <laughs> if they have two moms, that'd be really cute if they were just like, oh my goodness, yay, representation. So it, I'm excited that this is still happening, but it's still kind of a weird way of how they did it. Yeah. yeah. So gay news that's happy, but still like, hmm, salty a little bit. Hmm, gay news. <laughs> It's, it's time, time for Ships Into, into the, the Night. Toot toot. Well, that's very royal, which <laughs> well, kind of nice. works with our theme today. Yes. Oh, wicked. If you haven't guessed already. Oh, I spoiled it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. We're already here. We're here. Ah! It's oh. happening. <laughs> ah! If you haven't guessed already, we're going to be talking about Wicked, the untold story of the Witches of Oz, and specifically talking about... Alphaba and Glinda. Alphaba being the Wicked Witch of the West and Glinda being the Good Witch. Yes. Here is a very brief synopsis of this very complicated musical. Yes. Okay, I'm going to skip a lot of stuff. So, in the land of Oz, the Ozians celebrate the death of Alphaba, who's the Wicked Witch of the West. Glinda the Good Witch comes in in a bubble, mood, and also goals, to mm -hmm. reveal that uh, Alphaba's mom had an affair with a traveling salesman, and she was green at birth because of elixir that her mom drank when she was pregnant. Her father resented her, showing love and favoritism to her sister, Nessa Rose, who uses a wheelchair. We flash back in time as Glinda tells us the story. So Glinda and Alphaba go to college to the land of Shiz and they hate each other. Alphaba's a sorcerer. Alphaba wants to go work with the wizard. Uh, there's this guy named Prince Fero who comes to Shiz and throws a party. And uh, there's, this, there, there's this munchkin named Bach who asks Glinda to go with him. But she wants to go with Fiero, so she has uh, Bach go with Nessa Rose. Uh, at one point, Glinda becomes a sorcerer and becomes friends with Alphaba. Uh, then Alphaba is told that she can go meet with the wizard and brings Glinda along for a sightseeing, which is where we get one of the best songs in the musical, One Short yes, Day. One short Gosh, day. the alliteration in that number, like, like destroyed me for so many years because I was like, there are so many big words in this that my yeah. brain does not know. Mm -hmm. uh, they meet the wizard. It's revealed that the wizard is responsible for silencing of the animals, which is something that Alphaba has been actively trying to not make happen. Uh, and through this process, Alphaba is branded as the Wicked Witch. Uh, this is where we get Defying Gravity. Yes. Uh, Glenda is decided to, uh, or Glenda is made the good witch by uh, people. Glenda is made the good witch. Fiera wants to find Alphaba, but can't and decides to become engaged to Glenda instead. A lot of other stuff happens. Nessa Rose dies because Dorothy's house falls on her. <laughs> Rip. Uh, and Alphaba accepts her reputation as a wicked witch. The citizens of Oz then declare war on Alphaba. Alphaba and Glenda find each other and they forgive each other, which is where we get for good, which for is good. such a good, good number. Uh, I mean, this entire score is so freaking good. Um, it's uh, then revealed that uh, the wizard is Alphaba's father. Whoa! Um, everyone thinks that Alphaba's dead, but spoiler alert, she was actually hiding underneath the floor. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, Fiero, who is now the Scarecrow, uh, comes and saves her, and they run away together. Bye! The end. So that's... that's. A, <laughs> and then it's like the Wizard of Oz. Um. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The Wizard of Oz happens <laughs> during like, Wicked. Oh, yeah. Simultaneously. Yeah. So that's the synopsis. Um, just a little backstory about the production. So mm. Wicked is a musical which was music and lyrics by Stephen Schwartz. Yes. Book by Winnie Hols Holzman. It's true. And it's based on the 1995 novel by Gregory Maguire yes. called Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West, which is based on the characters and settings of the classic 19, 1900 novel, The Wizard of Oz, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. You're right. So it's basically fan fiction. 
<laughs> which works perfect for what we're discussing. Yeah. Just fan fiction that ended up making into a multi-million dollar musical. <laughs> Truly. My goodness. Um, Stephen Schwartz, originally, he read The Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch, The West, on vacation, and then he was, like, struck with inspiration and was like, I must make this Whoa. into a musical. Oh, my God. And then he pleaded with Universal Pictures at the time because they had the rights to Wicked, the, the mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm. And... They were going to make a movie out of it. Lol, the movie is still not out. It's just going into production now. Cynthia so is playing Alphaba and, and Ariana, Ariana Grande is playing Glenda. Yeah. So he pleaded with Mark Platt and Universal Pictures. And Mark Platt may sound familiar because it's been Platt's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, please at least give me the stage production rights to it so I can make something that's fantastic and you would be blown away what I'm going to create. And so he ended up, lo and behold, creating Wicked, the musical. And then they had a tryout run in San Francisco in 2003. And then they it was received mixed reviews by the audience. And so Stephen Schwartz went under uh, three months of rewrites and then before it ended up on Broadway. So like things like they had a song that that um, Fierro sings, which was called Which Way is the Party? Mm-hmm. But that is was replaced by Dancing Through Life, which is a fantastic song. Oh, it's so, like, whimsical. Yeah, it's like, very ethereal. Oh, very ethereal, yeah. So things like that, because but he was like, I need three months to rewrite this show to really make it what it needs to be when it gets mm-hmm, on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness they did that. Because thank if goodness. They did, thank goodness. Um, if they didn't do that, then... We probably wouldn't have the wicked that we have today. Probably yeah. would have closed early. Yeah, yeah. But lo and behold, almost twenty years later. Over twenty years. Two thousand three. Oh, I thought it was two thousand one. Um, yeah, almost twenty almost years later. Almost twenty years That's later, bonkers. it's still on Broadway. Wow. Still like. Wow. packed houses every yeah. night so that's pretty an amazing accomplishment yeah. so we're here to make a case for Alphaba and glinda yeah uh the the two uh protagonists or i guess protagonists and antagonists depending on who you're talking to mm-hmm. uh and why they're gay together yeah uh, right off the bat i want to tell you something i learned what uh in the novel that the musical is based on uh it is briefly mentioned that they had a love affair <gasps> It's canon. In the book, Glinda reminisces on her youth and recalls, quote, how she and Alfie shared a bed on the road to Emerald City, how brave that had made her feel, and how vulnerable, too. Oh, my gosh. So everything that we're about to say is canon. It's canon. (laughs) Um, This is very much an enemies to lovers story. Yes. Like, they uh, start out hating each other, and then they fall for each other. In whatever context you want to put that in. But, But if you invite someone sightseeing in mm-hmm. a town mm-hmm. when you are going on business mm-hmm. and you're like you want to come with me to this thing just mm-hmm. for a day just for one short day one that's short gay day. <laughs> yep it's gay um and it's like in true musical theater fashion they they become friends in one song yes. popular mm-hmm. and then they i would say fall for each other during one short day mm-hmm. and then have a falling out during Define, Define Gravity, gravity mm-hmm. and then they have a reconciliation during For Good. good. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. the, it's there's a, an arc. There's there. an arc. Yeah. There's an arc. So yeah. it all makes sense of yeah. like, if you look at through the lens of the musical, that the two of them are together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And also mm-hmm. thinking about how in musical theater, when you don't, when, when you have so much that you want to say, but you don't know how to say it, you sing it. You sing. Um, and all of those are songs. Yeah. All of the big moments are songs because it's music, I mean, it's musical theater, so of course they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they love each other so much to be able to say goodbye to each other, mm-hmm. that's a really powerful motif as yeah. well. Because they're willing to sacrifice their relationship for the greater good, good. of the community, mm-hmm. which is a very selfless act that I don't know if I would be able to do. I mean, I guess depending on the circumstances, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like holding hands. Be a people. little selfish. Just, just a little bit. It's just okay. A little selfish from Britney Spears' 2011 album Femme Fatale. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that this is also another example of of um, queer women that like more than one gender because they mm-hmm. both have male love interests. Yeah. Um, but like we have said in the past, and like I will continue to voice, just because we don't see it doesn't mean it mm-hmm. isn't there. Mm-hmm. Just because queer representation is not explicit does not mean it does not exist. Isn't Fiero? They both like Fiero. They both like Fiero. Right, and then Fiero ends up getting with Glinda. With Alphaba. With Alphaba. At the end with Alphaba. Yes, but but the reason that he ends up with Glinda is because he doesn't know where Alphaba is. Is, yes. Yeah. So it's all, then they have this song, I'm Not That Girl, mm-hmm. and then I'm Not That Girl Reprise, mm-hmm. where, <laughs> where they both, it's like they're both heartbroken that they're seeing the other person with Fierro. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, I'm not the person that, they're talking about Fierro in the song of right. saying like, he won't like me because of X, Y, and Z. Right. But it could That's be. a great wine, rhyme. Yeah, very good. Oh my goodness, thank you. I'm a wordsmith. Um, <laughs> it could be because they feel heartbroken that they can't even be with each other. Mm-hmm. So they're projecting their feelings on this other relationship that they wish that they could have. Mm-hmm. That Alphabet ends up having at the very end because they run away together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they sacrifice their relationship for the greater good, yes. as we've said. Do you think, because it's been on Broadway for so long, mm-hmm. like in their 20th anniversary, mm-hmm. you think they should like switch it up? Not switch up, I don't know. I don't know how they would switch it up. Like if they did like a, like for instance, if- Like a gender blind casting? Maybe, I don't know. Like how how would you switch it up? Like I, I don't know what you mean by switch it up. Like switch it up like in terms of how there was that production of hair that, would, that was at um, the Skirball Center at NYU where all their, Heads were oh, shaved. Yes. yes. Um, who directed? I forgot who directed that. But it's like if Iva Van Ho like came oh, and I like see, I see, I see. did a production of Wicked. Yeah. Like, yeah. what would it be? It's just a blank stage and like Ooh. two well, wigs. Well, it's it's <laughs> it's interesting that that you bring up the idea of the blank stage because one of the big draws to to Wicked in its full flesh production is the set design. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember the first time I saw it, I walked in and, and uh, there, there's a big dragon head yeah. that lives above the stage. And I was just taken aback by that and by the projection of the map mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. the clocks everywhere. Like it, yeah. the set design is fantastic. So like if you were to do Wicked in a black box theater and take away all of the glitter of Broadway mm-hmm. and of high end productions, you're left with a really intense love story. Yeah. Which I think would be really interesting to do. Like, like, what if you were to take Wicked and put it in its most simple form? Mm. You know, mm. um, that's that's something that I that I would think of if if you wanted to switch it up, or or like maybe maybe 
what you keep going maybe setting it in in modern day mm-hmm. like like what would that look like like what if you were to to take this musical um i mean like what if you were to make one of them trans mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. like what if you were to make alphabet trans yeah um uh and see what that story is like about yeah. about being branded as wicked and then accepting that label because no one else will see was anything but that mm-hmm. um that would be a really interesting allegory, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could do like a Mr. Burns version of it Ooh. where it's like the end of the world mm-hmm. and like there's these, maybe there's this group of people that have like captured another group of like artists yeah. and there are these two women who have like fallen for each other and the only way they can express their love is through by telling the story of Wicked. I don't know. I just thought of that. Oh, no, but that's interesting. Like, like... Like, maybe this takes place in a society where LGBTQ plus people and relations are just fully accepted. Yeah. But, like, they're teaching the history of yeah. uh, uh, intolerance and, and of anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric yeah. through the story of Wicked. Wicked. That would be interesting. That would be cool. Like, like, if Glinda is, like, the ancestor of the Wicked or of the Good Witch and it's set in, maybe it's set in the University of Shiz and the whole thing is, is yeah. a history class. Uh huh. <gasps> Have we just created a new version of Wicked? <laughs> Call us Ben Platt's dad. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so interesting. Yeah. That'd be really yeah. That would be wild. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would? Because it, it would be on. It would be on Broadway for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. But it's such a commercial show. Yes. That do you even think anyone would like give up? No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's because Broadway's primary function is to make money because it's a business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a business that can do a lot of social change. Yeah. And make a lot of social change for good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> for good. Um, <laughs> but it's a business first and foremost. Yeah. And, and a lot of the producers are still cis, straight, old, white. white well, cis, old, white men. Yeah. It's theater and stereotypes are stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the producers are, are cis white men that are mm-hmm. older, mm-hmm. Um, and that's changing as the landscape continues to develop. But I'm thinking about like I'm thinking about the way that Broadway celebrates, or I guess you could really brand this for any large media, mm-hmm. um, like thinking about how this past Broadway season was the first time that every single original play on Broadway was written by a black person, mm-hmm. and how um it took us this long to get there and also Mm -hmm. like it should be celebrated and that should also not be like the pinnacle of like we did it joe yeah Yeah. you know um and and thinking about the ways in which the theater community continues to develop because there is a lot of issues within mainstream theatrical business that happens Mm -hmm. there's also a lot of good that comes out of it as well And, and i i am uh, more so removed from the theater community than I was in a, yeah. a couple years ago just Same. because I, I'm not doing it as, as my life mm-hmm. at the moment in the ways that I have in the past. Um, but, like, I, I'm thinking about, like, uh, Jagged Little Pill mm-hmm. um, and how yeah. the main character was originally supposed yeah. to be non-binary, but then they changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how then they came out and said that they're going to, like, fix it. But the way that they said it made it seem really fake and that they yeah. were only doing it because they wanted to keep making money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I think that 
the way that the theater community this is very this is a big old tangent it's okay the way that the theater community uh, continues to develop new works and continues to adopt old works i think should be taken through a lens of diversity equity and inclusion work mm-hmm. not to say that everything needs to be diversified equitable and inclusive well mm-hmm. things sh- should be diverse equitable and inclusive across the board but the reason for that should not be to fulfill a quota or mm-hmm. to um, to have everyone look over and say, wow, they're doing such good work. Because mm-hmm. it is good work, but the work should not be done for praise. The work should be done because there are lots of people on the circuit that hold a lot of different identities and everyone deserves a place to be seen mm-hmm. on stage and also pretty much everywhere else. Yeah, I agree. So, best of my thoughts. Yeah. And for me... Wicked was kind of my introduction into musical theater, Mm. I would say, as far as just listening to musical theater, because I didn't grow up going to the theater. Mm -hmm. I I grew up going to the movies. And so I I knew like Singing in the Rain and I knew like um, Funny Girl because of the films, but I didn't know... A bunch of, I didn't know like what theater could do until I heard Wicked mm-hmm. and then I literally listened to it every single day when mm. I was younger and I just a little secret of mine is that I've always wanted to play Alphaba because it's just like it seems mm. so fun and I just I just love the show and it would just make my young heart so happy um, like when I went to go see it I got to go see it with my uh, theater teacher because they did a tour and they came to our town and we were in the very last row and we we're at the edge of our seats and like just like whispering sing we were those people whispering singing the entire musical as it was happening and it was yeah. like the best day of my life yeah I, I like I would hope they do something interesting like we just got a black Glinda mm-hmm. just got a black mm-hmm. Glinda I'll say that twice um, <laughs> and We've had a black Alphaba before, but it's like, have we had an Asian American Glinda? Like, I don't believe so. I think we're still crossing barriers and breaking down walls when it comes to that. So it's like, this musical can do so much. So I wonder in the 20th anniversary, why not do something that's different? Or as I said, shake it up a bit. Yeah. Like do... It'd be really cool if they did like an all femme cast, yeah. an all uh, mass cast, an all trans cast. Mm-hmm. That would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Like if they just, I don't know, if they yeah. just check it out. I'm thinking about like if there was an explicit, if there was an explicit relationship between Alphaba and Glenda, like thinking about the young queer people mm-hmm. that like deserve representation, you mm-hmm. know, which is a conversation that is still being talked about and should continue to be talked about. Um, but like, I think one of the beautiful things about theater is that so many people, regardless of age, latch onto it. Yeah. Um, and making sure that everyone has a place in the theater that they're seeing or mm-hmm. that they make for themselves and for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts? No one mourns the wicked. Okay. <laughs> wicked. <laughs> it's time for Guess, Guess Who? Who? Musical, Musical Edition. edition. <laughs> hey.
everyone, and welcome to this new-ish segment. We've done it once before, but this is a new, new version of the segment because it's the musical edition. Wow! Where basically Eliana and I each choose a character from a musical that is queer, and we have to describe them in a few words, and hopefully the other person will guess who the other person is talking we about. Get five hints. Five hints. Yes. All right, you want to go first or me? Um, I can go first. Okay. It's going to give it away. Oh, okay. Um, graphic novel. Fun home. Yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't remember the names of any of the characters. <laughs> Do you remember the name of the author? I could see her. I could see their face. Her? Mm -hmm. They? Oh. She. Wait, yeah. I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> just looked it up. Well, it was Allison Bechtel, yeah. so. <laughs> okay, all right. Ready? Yes. Meatloaf. Um, Meatloaf, Meatloaf, Meatloaf. That, like, sparks something. Do you want hit number two? Yeah, hit number okay. two. Castle. Castle. Meatloaf. Okay, three. Midnight showing. Midnight showing. Okay, midnight showing. Okay, okay, four. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. It's not... Um... It's not the Adams Family. It's not no. SpongeBob. No. It's not Beetlejuice. No. One more hint. Yeah, one more hint. Um, um, sweet transvestite. Oh, oh, Rocky Horror Show. Um, what's the character's name? Oh, what's the character's name? Starts with a V. No. What's the first letter? F. Oh. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Sorry. Frank and Furter. Oh, jeez. I win. You win again. I'm not going to everyone and thank you so much for listening to this new episode of make it gay we're so excited that you're here and listening and we just are thankful that you are here and if you'd like to follow us on social media please follow us on instagram at make a gay podcast and if you want to send us an email just to say hi or if you have a question or anything under the sun please email us at make a gay podcast at gmail.com any final words eliana oh wonderful Bye. Bye! Don't worry, we'll make it gay, make it gay, make it gay.